0: You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podbean. SoundCloud.
0: This has the distance, it
1: is
0: good! You believe that? Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host to the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike, the Cranky Fan. Perfect.
1: That is me, the coffee fan, which you will be hearing a lot of tonight, because I am coming off a brutal cold. So, it happens every year. Go back to our shows from July 2018, and it's nothing but me hacking up a lung in the background. So, I will go through our fun and games with the New York football giants while I am choking to death. And based on our performance last year, <laughs> that's not such a bad option. Yeah,
0: well... <laughs> um there might be a, a direct correlation to Mike's choking to the Giants choking. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you if you didn't notice, this show is being broadcast on a Thursday. Obviously, not our normal ritual. But uh, Cranky Fan was feeling much worse the last two days than he is today. Even if he sounds worse than he is, yeah, w- did. Um, so whatever.
1: We took a uh, we took a little vacation last week. We should have taken a vacation this week while I was sick, but. Right. Nothing is really going on that requires instant analysis or pissed offness by your your favorite host. But uh...
0: now, much as we wanted to do a whole episode on uh, the Betsy Ross New York, uh, Nike flag shoes, we will have to take a pass on that one, unfortunately.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> So is, <laughs> we don't even want to get into just the nonsense about it so
0: no whatever. no no that, that was 100% dripping with sarcasm Sorry, I want oh, nothing good, good, to do with that I, I don't think I even said a word about it on Twitter or anything I truly don't care um, yeah
1: I mean the only thing you could say about it is the flag code says you shouldn't have a fl- you shouldn't be wearing a flag period true so if you want to go down that road of what's offensive and inoffensive you're you know I mean you're welcome and- to
0: your own Twitter account
1: yeah, and you're all the same people who during the National Anthem are buying hot dogs and beers in the concession stand. They're not paying attention. So let's keep our hypocrite meter to a minimum. <laughs> a minimum. Minimum. And with that, let's talk about the football giants.
0: Yeah, well, as always, our podcast is about the giants first and foremost, and it's always available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Google Play. What am I missing here? iHeartRadio, I- Spotify, maybe? Not yet. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We're all over the place now. Kind of like an infection. You sort of like what I have right now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, While the the, the coughing fin gets all... uh, ready over there what, what we did want to do this week um, we we already spent the last couple episodes going over our expectations for the Giants on a game by game basis that's very very loose based on what we know now obviously you know and the cranky fan is a huge advocate of waiting for you know expectations till after that second wave of free agency those training camp cuts which obviously haven't happened yet. Um, but this is the best we can do right now is kind of speculate based on where we are now. And uh, we kind of wanted to take a look at the rest of the NFC East and how our expectations with the Giants stack up with what we expect from the other teams in the NFC East and how their offseason went.
1: Right. And again, you already kind of gave the caveat there. But for me, it's very important that we <clears> – <throat> this is what we know right now. These rosters, you know, we don't know who's starting quarterbacks maybe on some teams. We don't know – you know the depth of others, what injuries will happen during training camp, and of course, those training camp cuts and who will be picked up later. So, but I think you can get kind of the the basis of an idea of a team that you know probably will be a playoff contender versus one that probably should consider tanking right about now.
0: For sure, yeah. And I kind of what I did is I compiled, um, I, I kind of took the standings from last year. And I flipped them. So we obviously started with the Giants. They ended the season 5-11 and 11 last year. Um, and then uh, I went through what the roster – how the performance with the roster looked last year versus how the performance with the roster should look this year based on what we know about these players and what we can expect from those players. And I figured we could just start from the bottom up since we already started with the Giants. Um, so the <laughs> first up would be Washington Redskins who ended the year 7-9 and nine last year.
1: 7-9 uh, last year, you know, that seems like the what you expect from the Washington Redskins almost every year. They're almost like a 7-9 team. One year they may make a late-season run and try to sniff the playoffs. Other years they may be starting off brilliantly in September, October, and fall to 7-9. So yeah, that was a, a a typical Washington Redskins type of season.
0: Well, nevertheless, I, I, I think that, it's unfortunate what happened to them this year. They finished 7-9 after losing Alex Smith for the year. Um, and the the was essentially the remaining five and a half games. And with that, I think they lost four of those five and a half games or six or whatever. So it's a pretty significant blow. Obviously, anytime you lose a quarterback. But it severely impacted what the record turned out to be. Um I, I truly think that they, they were more of a competitor last year before his injury than, you know, at the end, the Giants just absolutely smoked a heartless team. Uh, it was like 40 to 16 with Washington scoring like maybe 10 of those 16 points in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. Um, I think they suffer from a loser's lose type of thing. Hmm. Honestly. And, and to be very honest, I'm very bitter because I had the Redskins in my wins pool last year and I was coasting to winning almost a thousand bucks and then when the alex smith injury happened no money That'd so i'm gonna be ultra pissed at him for in spite of the fact that i hate them as a division rival i hate the fact they look like florida state's colors i hate everything about that franchise that just made me hate him even more because uh, of that so
0: it's a classic tale of coast to toast so yeah
1: <laughs> the penthouse and the outhouse my friend
0: <laughs> well so you know it's interesting uh, Alex Smith is technically still on the roster, but I mean, I I for one think that he's done for a career. It was a gruesome, horrible leg injury he suffered, um, and at this late stage in his career, and the fact that he was a middling talent to begin with, I think at this point in his career, it's just... Serviceable. Yeah. I, I don't know that he'll be anything more than a backup that never actually sees the field for one to two years, and then that's it for him,
1: but... I don't think we're ever going to see him again, to be very honest.
0: No, I don't either. If he was, I'm, I'm rooting if he was for 20, him,
1: though, Oh, sure. I mean, if he was like 26 or 27, that's one thing. But he came into the league in 2004?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. He came in yeah, with Alex, Aaron Rodgers, so it was like 2006, Alex Smith maybe? Was, Alex Smith
1: was Urban Meyer's quarterback at Utah.
0: Right, but he didn't come into the league with Eli. He came in with Aaron Rodgers.
1: And his first year was
0: 07? 06? No, I think it's before that. Maybe. This is this is a first ever fast. Um let's see, let's see, hang on. He was drafted in 05. Wow, you're right. Wow. Yeah, it oh, was, was just a- right in between.
1: He was the, in the undefeated season with Utah, Urban Meyer, right before he came to Florida. So that's mm-hmm. how long he's been in the league. So almost so as long as Eli, yeah. Yeah. So the odds of coming back from a major injury like that are pretty there, and Especially zero. With, with really, again, a serviceable starting quarterback, but nothing that's really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks that, you know, his money making potential is gone and he's. I, I would think he's probably out of the league to this point.
0: What's interesting to me is that I'm – I'm no expert, but it seems to me that Gruden's offense is made to be more for the quick game and you know, with some QB movement. And it's really puzzling to me that they would pounce on a statuesque quarterback like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, you know, Haskins can move, but I mean that's a decent part of what makes Alex Smith pretty good. I mean he came from like an option offense, right? Your Urban Meyer offense.
1: Do you feel like this offseason was Washington, their goal, number one, was just to troll the Giants?
0: It it does seem that way. No, I don't think so in a realistic sense. I mean,
1: kind of like, you know, getting Collins, drafting Haskins where the whole, you know, everybody thought the Giants would be going after him. I mean, uh, maybe not their number one goal, obviously, but it certainly has a sense of the moves we made. Yeah, we're, we're to troll the Giants, you know. Well, Kind if, of a, a, a Yankee move against the Red Sox by you know getting some of their free agents, that, that type of thing where if that wasn't the Giants, maybe a move like that may not have been – or just the, the perception. I don't know. Just the way it kind of looked for well, me.
0: The big piece of evidence is probably attaining Eric Flowers and trying to transition him to guard. I mean there's nothing really wrong with trying that. But I mean I think the entire league has given up on what Eric Flowers can and can't do and they've decided to pick him up anyway. Weird.
1: But – What were the uh, terms on that? Just like...
0: I actually don't know.
1: Cheap as cheap can be. I mean... Sure. If you want to put a couple hundred thousand on him to give him a shot in training camp, there's really no harm, no foul. No, but
0: I mean, of all the evidence of them taking from the Giants or trying to troll the Giants, that's probably the biggest piece of it. It's like, and we're going to take your failed left tackle and we're going to make him work.
1: That's not really even a troll. That's just the Giants are kind of (laughs) like, go troll yourself for that one. (laughs)
0: Good point. Um. I, I kind of believe that there's an outside chance that Case Keenan might be the starter to begin the season this year. Even though I think Gruden is smart enough to mold whatever system he has around the talent he has, I just – I can't help but think that Haskins will be brought in too early eventually and he he might just struggle at first. I, this is a guy – I my biggest issue with him simply is that he didn't have a ton of experience even if he was in the big 10 and even if he did play really well it was just one season it's just one season um and i don't know that he's really ready to jump in and play right away in the nfl
1: yeah i mean under optimal conditions you know having a really good offensive line having really good skill position players having a fantastic defense not playing on the shittiest turf in the nfl yeah I could see, you know, having only one year of experience going in there, but he's not really going to have any of those kind of X factors with him. So, you know, the Redskins always seem to be a team that needs to make a splash. And even in their own city, where the Redskins kind of own DC sports, and seems like bringing him in the start right away is just to make like a splash move to make headlines. You know, it, especially in the NFC East, where there is, you know, there are star power, they're not necessarily stars with the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. So, I don't know if this is the smartest football decision, like like you say, but I could see why they're doing it because that's how the Redskins kind of roll.
0: Well, do you think Keenum will start, or do you think Haskins will start game one? I think Haskins will start. Interesting. And I don't think
1: I don't think it's a smart move. I think it's, you know. That might be Dan Snyder saying Yeah. I think we can I think we could sell an extra five thousand tickets if the future starts right now. And I think that's how most major decisions are made.
0: I think if Gruden were were on maybe less of a hot seat, like let's say he had a really successful year last year where something fell apart. I think he would have free reign maybe to make a better football decision.
1: Let's, let's you were about to take my next question away. Let's talk about the hot seat that Jay Gruden has. Does he really have a hot seat? I, think, I mean, I think I, I felt like when Snyder first took over the program that he, you know, would be very jumpy with, you know, hiring and firing coaches, making splash hires that don't work out. And it seems like Gruden has been through quite a bit of a roller coaster there. And I just don't get the sense he's on the much of a hot seat as a guy like Jason Garrett might be. And we'll talk about him in a little bit.
0: You know, I don't know. I mean, there's no evidence really that he's on the hot seat. It just feels like with Washington since pretty much since um, Mike Shanahan was hired. There's just been a rotating door there and it just felt like they haven't won since Jay Gruden's been there. They haven't been to the playoffs. I don't think.
1: I think he made it that one year. I think they had a big run and I think he made it. It's uh
0: Oh, you know what? No, no, no. I don't think so. I think the only time they made it was when Robert Griffin was still there.
1: I'm going to take a look real quick. I'm going to the Google machine and we'll find out.
0: But but it just it, no, I don't think he should be on the hot seat. No, I don't really see any evidence that he is in the hot seat, but it just feels like that length of time has passed where the Redskins are getting a little antsy, just based on prior years. I mean, we've we've seen the likes of Jim Zorn there. You know, Mike Shanahan did not last very long there. Although Spur- could- Spurrier was there and he yeah. quit. It just uh, it just feels like that door is ready to rotate. That's all.
1: Follow-up, uh, this will be his sixth year. He won the East in 2015. Okay. And they lost to the Packers in the wild card game. There you go. But other than that year, they finished fourth, third, and third, yeah. and third in the East. They've only had two winning records with him. Four and 12, nine and seven, eight and seven, seven and nine, seven and
0: nine. Well... I, I, like you were saying about the, the strong offensive line being like something that Haskins would need in addition to a bunch of other variables to really be successful in his first year. I, I felt like going into this assignment, you know, that they do have a strong offensive line. And then as I looked at it, it just looks like they've had one and they sort of slowly let it start to fall apart. I mean, even the likes of Eric Flowers at left guard is a tenuous at best situation and should he fail, I don't really know that there's much of a backup plan in place yet. I mean, obviously, you know, this is all with that caveat, but the only thing that really seems to have gotten better with this offense has been the backfield. And I don't really know what it is they plan on doing with all of the running backs on this roster. They they, yeah. they have really amassed a bunch of very talented uh young running backs from college and they've added Adrian Peterson to that. And I think that do you, I mean, do you get the feeling that Adrian Peterson could be a trade piece?
1: What's the salary situation?
0: I, I don't know, but I don't think it really matters.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it seems like there's been a little uptick in trading than there has been for years and years, right? doesn't it? Yeah. Um, who knows what their master plan is, to be very, very honest. I mean, it's a weird position to kind of – Build assets to make trades for. Because mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like you can get any number of running backs from anywhere at any point. You know, it's not like something like finding a really good wide receiver or finding a really good cornerback, which are very difficult and there's just limited amounts. It seems like you can get anybody who can run three and a half yards.
0: Yeah. I was surprised at how good Adrian Peterson looked last year. I expected a, a start to see. Know drop off from what we're used to seeing from him, and it didn't look like there was any. Hmm. Um. I don't. I don't know. I. I just get this feeling that that might be the blockbuster move. And yeah, while the the salary might be an issue, I'm starting to think that it's becoming less of an issue. That teams are sort of figuring that part out.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: And I don't really know how, but we thought based on the contract that Odell Beckham was untradeable this year.
1: Yeah. They just said, you know something, we're going to suck up the dead money and we're just going to deal with it. And, uh, and I, uh, again, I know he said we didn't sign him to trade him, but it's kind of like a a comment is always like a, a snapshot, a photograph in time where yeah. things change five minutes from now. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't understand each team's team from team from team logic on how they want to handle the salary cap and relative to how they want to build their teams and this is one team I've never been able to figure out for the longest time true um,
0: I will say that defensively I think the Redskins might have the most complete roster of anyone in this division the, the front seven com- consists of Payne, Allen Brantley Kerrigan Ionitis, Settle Bostic, Foster Anderson Sweat that's ferocious to say the least and it doesn't even count the back end talent where you have Dominic Rogers, cromartie Landon Collins and Josh Norman it's a pretty formidable defense I, I I think that we've seen this team quit on it's coach when things fall apart especially without offensive contributions and we could see a repeat of that but I, I don't know that there's a better defense in the NFC East
1: that's another, that kind of ties back to my thing about how I think Gruden has this extra job security that people just assume because it's Dan Snyder that he doesn't where I feel like the Redskins have quit on him, on him a couple of times. Yeah. And you know, he's on his ninth life maybe. I, I don't know.
0: I, I yeah, I'm really not sure. Th- this is the one I feel the least confident in saying, but my prediction with this team is: I think the defense built this team for the long for a long term success, and that they're really only like a star wide receiver and some experience, maybe some O line pieces away from the best skins team we've seen in a decade, decade and a half. But this year, with the with the inexperience at quarterback and all the new pieces that were brought in, I think they take a slight step back from where they were last year at seven and nine, and they end at five and eleven. That's my oh, prediction.
1: I, I think we're very close. I was gonna say six and ten. I was gonna say the lack of an experienced quarterback is gonna hold them back, but I think they will it will do them good in the long run for Haskins to play, you know, a majority of this first year and take his lumps.
0: Very interesting. Um moving on up, the Eagles <laughs> finished nine and seven last year. Um They did that without Carson Wentz for five games. He started the year hurt – not hurt but rehabbing from his injury the year before. But he Mm -hmm. ended the year hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year their season is going to likely ride entirely on his health but with no Nick Foles backing him up this time.
1: I think that's actually a blessing in disguise for them because I have a hunch that that locker room might have been a little divided on who they wanted the quarterback to be.
0: Very interesting.
1: Because because as much as Carson Wentz is the future and you know you could say he's the present when he's healthy, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nick Foles was their quarterback when they made a run like the end of the year last year. You know he you know is he worth what he got on the open market? Is anyone? No, but you know something for the situation he was in it worked Mm -hmm. and he was successful and you know some people in that locker room maybe the defense some guys or something maybe in his was in his corner might have been some little issues that Wentz was being named the starter Foles is gone now Mm -hmm. this is Wentz's team you know and now that you know you go through the the off-season kind of shuffling of the, of the roster that every team has, you know, it's established that this is your quarterback and your leader, and that might help this team out in the long run.
0: Interesting. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I don't feel strongly against it. I can say that. Um, I don't know. I
1: don't. I mean, for the, for the production on the field, the two were very similar.
0: Yeah, what, what I, you I, actually, that I can agree with you. Yeah.
1: What you actually got? Forget. Forget Wentz's age versus, versus potential and you know draft pick and all that stuff. For you, actually, got you got if that was one player, pretty close to being equal. And I think a lot of it, you know, and again, I really think that momentum and how you play for somebody, I think that plays a part into these locker rooms. And I, I definitely think that might have been an issue. And I've said this on this show many times. I do not think Doug Peterson is a very good coach. This is a coach I remember. I was driving through Philly Christmas time 2016, 15. I believe, listening to WIP, hearing people wanting him to get fired. And, you know, a year later, he wins the Super Bowl. But. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a situation where I think that locker room can get out of control very quickly down there. And I think just having everybody on the same page with a quarterback I think helps their situation more than it hurts it.
0: I mean that may be true, but for the for the purposes of predicting this season and their success this season, not going forward, um, without somebody capable backing him up, everything is going to ride on his health. I, I don't think that there's oh, absolutely. any real big chance of them – doing damage in the playoffs without Carson Wentz this year.
1: Would you say... Let me let me throw this at you, Grump. Is he the most valuable player in the league as far as his health being the most valuable player in the league?
0: Well, I don't think you can say that. because Being that they won a Super Bowl without him, I think it's hard to make that case.
1: Right, but there is no more Nick Foles behind him, though.
0: Right, but... It's a
1: different situation now. I don't know. I mean, with, without... Without Nick, without um, Carson Wentz as their quarterback, what is this team?
0: I, I mean, I I don't think that Carson Wentz is the strength of this team. I, I think that just the fact that they don't have a capable backup is is the detriment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that the strength in this team lies in their their lines, their defensive line and their offensive line. I think are very very good. Carson Wentz is an outstanding quarterback. But I think if they had even the likes of, I I don't know, uh, Matt Flynn, you know when Matt Flynn mm-hmm. was a thing, would still right. be winning, you know, three out of five games with this team. Um, so I,
1: I think it's safe to say then that that backup quarterback that they will have in week three or four is not on the roster yet.
0: I would I, make that guess. Yes.
1: Yeah, I I, I think you're going to see then that in that cut down day, they're going to find somebody that they're going to jump on.
0: Yeah. And that person may very well be somebody like Davis Webb.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be something. <laughs>
0: um, I think it'd be a little more of an upgrade than that person. No, yeah. It
1: could be someone with experience.
0: I, I definitely think that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- the strength of this team is definitely in their lines. And I, I think their, their O line has gotten even better. They, they've added Andre Dillard, who was my favorite tackle in this draft class. Um, not a hog molly, but just a very, very good tackle. Um, but I think their D-line has gotten a tad worse. They've lost some depth, and, and they've lost Martellus Bennett. Uh, not Martellus Bennett. Uh, Michael Bennett, sorry. Michael Bennett. Yeah. Um, so th- they, they've kind of – I think they've lost a step on defense. And their big weakness last year was that they had a pitiful secondary. It was even worse once injuries really struck them down. And they've really not done anything to make it better. Um so assuming that Carson Wentz has a fully healthy year and that my prediction of the defense is less dominant on the line and not really able to cover up those deficiencies in the backfield, the, the defensive backfield, I think this is probably going to balance out to another 9-7 or 8-8 eight eight year. Um, I think that their front office continues to build a strong core for the team, but their coach is a fuddy-duddy and too much hinges on the health of a QB that has truly struggled to be healthy.
1: I think the Eagles gonna be a very frustrating team for their fan base,
0: hmm.
1: which I think still thinks it's 2017 and still thinks they're Super Bowl champs. It's always gonna be Philadelphia. They're always gonna be pissed off about everything. Uh, I think this team also is about a nine and seventeen. As we get, you know, in the higher echelon of the division, you have to start thinking about the fact that they're gonna be having two games a year against the Giants, two years, two games a year against the Redskins. So the opportunity to gain three out of four wins is certainly there. So that kind of inflates a little bit of their um, their win
0: total. So what are you saying?
1: I'm going to go nine and seven, I believe. And of course, I'll get that ninth win against us to make me really mad. Yeah.
0: That's what I have them at, too. This is interesting. We have not conversed about this whatsoever. Not at all. Um and it's interesting how how similar we're shaping up here in our predictions. <laughs> so last and definitely least are the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> who finished the season ten and six last year. Uh, truly a, a remarkable team uh, roster wise. Um, they finished the season about as good as any team can. They were ten and six with only one division loss and only three conference losses. I mean when you when you draw up. A very good, acceptable season, not an overall dominant season where you're like, yeah, we're going to go 16-0. and Th- That's about as good as you can hope for. One division loss, three conference losses, 10-6 first place in your division. That's good.
1: I mean I think that is really the realistic goal of every team is to have those kind of benchmarks. Yeah. Win your division. Realistic you know, goals. I not talking about, oh, we should win the conference and win the Super Bowl. That's everybody's mm-hmm. ultimate goals. But realistic goals are win your division. You know, beat your rivals, get a home game in the playoffs, come out a bit healthy, and see where you go from there. And uh, and you look at that roster, Grump. Does that look
0: like a ten and six team to you? In some respects, yeah. Um, now, now it does. Uh, I'll say mm-hmm. that um, they've they've moved on from Des Bryant, but they've upgraded to Amari Cooper, um, mm-hmm. and. Amari Cooper has performed better than he has in Oakland, mainly because, A, he's grown a little bit. He's still a young player, very young, he's still still on his rookie contract. Right. Um But this is a team that is run mainly through their stout offensive line and their Pro Bowl running back. It's not on Cooper to win on his route every single time. Not saying that that's what Oakland did, but that this really frees him up to win maybe f- six times in a game on his route and well it, it's an offense that's set up to build up
1: to the big play right you're not trying to bombs away bombs away every play and you know hope for the best each time this is something that myth- methodically is going to grind you with a running game and all of a sudden
0: it's really just boom. Boom. wear down defenses exactly Um, And it allows explosive players like Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb and Alan Hearns and uh, Tavon Austin and Michael Gallup to really... And and Hall of Famer Jason Witten. Don't forget about him. You did it. You did it. Now I'm I'm annoyed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So these these fireball players can really tear apart a defense once they're worn down. Um, Mm -hmm. Jason Witten will get his two catches for 16 yards and one first down and... 37 accolades from al michaels um, yeah
1: please cue in that there's the hall of famer uh soundbite please
0: yeah it's, it's like a it's like a voicemail like as soon as it happens <laughs> I, I i can close my eyes and mouth the words and out comes al michaels voice from the TV. Mm-hmm. um but there won't be any excuses for dak prescott anymore i don't think he's gonna need any because he, he's not Aaron roger's but he can place the ball where it needs to go if receivers are open and he has a running game like the one that he should have.
1: Yeah, He's the perfect quarterback for the offense they're trying to build. Right. The bigger picture with Dak. So we just said that he is built for his offense,
0: right? Well, I think they built the offense for him, but... Right, right, right. I
1: mean, it's a marriage of the offense and him right now, which makes him successful and makes the offense successful. He's coming up on a contract year. They're gonna to have to. They're gonna pay him. They're gonna probably. They're gonna pay him big time. Does that give this coaching staff more of a a comfort level and less of a uh, a hot seat, knowing that they have an offense built to make him successful, like as opposed to like they bring in some other coach who has a you know much more of a West Coast or something that's not quite his skill set, or they just you know have that comfort level. This is what's successful with him. That this coaching staff can breathe a little bit longer.
0: Well, I don't think there's ever. There, I think there's a threshold to how much comfort level you'll ever have in Dallas with Jerry Jones being there. Yeah, and and I don't think there's ever any crossing it. I mean, there's just a certain point where you're like, well, I don't know though. Jerry Jones is nuts. So uh, theoretically, you'd say yes. Whether Jerry Jones understands that you can't just bring in the newest coach to replace the one that had a bad year and expect everything to run better, you know, I I don't. Know how much Jerry Jones knows about things like that. I assume that he knows, but he's proven oh. to be very silly before.
1: Right, because Dak is not the type of quarterback that you bring in to run any kind of
0: offense possible.
1: He's very specific to what they're trying to do.
0: Yeah. So um, I I think it should give them a comfort level, but I mean, there's also it's going to be weird. I mean, they're going to pay him a lot of money, but this is a guy who. When when you pay Aaron Rodgers a lot of money, right? It's not... Forget the offense for a minute. You pay Aaron Rodgers because he pulls shit out of his ass. He doesn't need five receivers that make the top five money. He doesn't even need one. He manages to get by every year with whatever they're able to give him. Same thing with Tom Brady. How often do we really see... I mean, it's been a while since Randy Moss was on the Patriots. Um... You know, all the time we see the Wes Welker leave the Patriots do very little, you know, it's it's not going to be the same with Dak and now you're paying a man a lot of money and you're going to have to continue funneling that money to all of the things that make him work well. That entire offensive line is going to be paid at a certain point. The weapons on the outside are going to have to. Amari Cooper is still in his rookie contract, and that's wonderful for right now. In about a year, or two years, it's not going to be wonderful anymore. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they handle the Dak Prescott situation. So I don't know how comfortable you can really be in that situation. You're going to have to hope that he grows to a point where he is able to turn things in, from well- nothing.
1: Well, I mean, Dak Prescott—he's going to stay with Dallas. I mean, yes. I don't. Do you think there's a market out there? If Dak Prescott said, "You know something, I'm not staying in Dallas. You know, I'm going to test the waters." How many teams would line up to pay as much as Dallas would pay him? As much as Dallas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zero maybe, 0.5? Maybe. Maybe one or two, and those may not be the best options that he'd want to go to. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a. You know, let's say what Russell Russell West uh Russell Wilson was traded, mm-hmm. maybe a Seattle. Yeah. I could see him going there. Uh I don't see really many places where I'd say, Oh, that's a natural fitting of those two teams mm-hmm. of those two, you know, parties. So he's gonna be back in Dallas. And I think he knows that Dallas needs him just as much as, you know, they need. He needs them.
0: Something in me thinks that Pittsburgh, maybe. Hmm. I mean, they don't seem like the team that would shell out money for something like that. But, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger can't possibly have that many years left. They're a team built on a big offensive line and a bit of a running game. They, I think they could transition from what they have with Ben to Dak. Do I think that will happen? No, I don't think so.
1: Well, I mean, if, if- – Ben said, "This is my last year. I am retiring after this season. That'd be interesting, but again, I don't know what I don't know what Pittsburgh's cap situation is, which is going to play a a big piece of it. So, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you one. We'll just throw it out there since it's the Just Giants podcast. No, the answer is no. Okay, move on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean." Let's, let's do some hypotheticals for a minute. Based on his style of play and what the Giants are trying to do, do you see him possibly being a fit here? Forget contracts, forget yes.
0: everything else. Yes, I think they would be interested in a guy who plays like him.
1: Would it be foolish in your opinion to go after him? Yes. Based on the money alone? No. Or just
0: him? Based on the money and what I've seen of him from college up until now. Okay. He would not be going to an offensive line that's as good um, I don't know that he takes coaching as well i mean it's, i i just i don't know I don't know, okay,
1: I just want to throw it out there i just I kind of came to me I'm like, you know something it'd be very interesting. you know, forget the the cowboy giant thing that's irrelevant to me. Yeah. it's just you know. The opportunity presented itself. Would you just kind of skip over, you know, this uh, Daniel Jones? Let's grow him and see it happens. You have the opportunity to get a guy like Dak. Who
0: I would skip. We, it. Yeah, no.
1: We we did a thing. I think last year we tried to rank the quarterbacks. Where where did we have Dak in our list? Do you remember? Pretty low. I had him pretty. Low. I think I might have had him around nine or ten. I think you had him lower.
0: I had him outside of the top ten in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't have him, I think I had him as third. Maybe I had him in second in the NFC East.
1: We had a division thing. I know that for sure. Yeah.
0: Carson Wentz, we had first. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we had Alex Smith higher or lower than Dak. I can't I remember. think,
1: yeah, but all right. That's just fair. I thought we just kind of just think about it for a second.
0: Well, nevertheless, it's going to happen. He's going to make a lot of money with the Dallas Cowboys. We're relatively certain. Um, and his success is going to hinge on that offensive line. Now, unlike the Washington Redskins that have sort of let their offensive line kind of f- start to fall apart, I think the Cowboys are doing a really good job of keeping their offensive line replenished. I mean, they're going to have to eventually think of a replacement for Tyron Smith, but they are I think they're smart on waiting on that a little bit. But, I mean, Connor McGovern... That they acquire from Penn State, I really liked his tape. He might need a year to get settled, but I mean they're they're kind of still experimenting with Connor Williams from Texas at left guard, might be a bust. But nevertheless, they're they're keeping that offensive line strong, and that is going to be the reason that this offense that this offense scores points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, defensively, they haven't done much to change, but they were already doing pretty well. You know, Dexter Lawrence and Quinn and Collins and Crawford, they kind of star the defensive line. Lee and Smith and Van Esch are are pretty formidable at linebacker. That's a really nice group of guys to have there. Secondary, I think, is average. I don't really think much of Byron Jones. I don't care that he was a pro bowler. I'm looking at tape. I don't really see what makes him so special. To me, he's a good corner. Um, but for whatever reason, um, their defensive coach, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, has just been able to get the most out of so little there um and you know with the extra points that i think is going to be scored by an improved offense i think this defense can play more relaxed i actually think that this team can go 11 and 5 or 12 and 4
1: rob marinelli yes rod
0: marinelli yes
1: who gets almost as much face time as uh garrett gets pretty much on the uh you know, on the national broadcast. Um, let me ask you something. When Ezekiel Elliott went in for that hearing with the commissioner, did you have the odds at 0.0 or 0.1% chance he'd be suspended for the giant game opening day?
0: 0.0. 0. Um, that was the stupidest non-scandal I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. And even if he did something, he would have played anyway and they would have, he would have been suspended for week two.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think, it. honestly, I had forgotten that it even happened. I'm not going to lie because when it when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, maybe." And then when I saw the footage, I was like, "Dude, really? To suspend a guy for just being tipsy and accidentally bumping into somebody? I mean, Jesus Christ!" What's the standard we're setting here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, that was a reputation calling into the commissioner's office. You know, meeting anyway as it was, but. uh I knew there was absolutely zero chance he was missing that giant game. I thought there was a possibility that it might get deferred to week two, but no such luck for the giants. Hmm.
0: So where do you have the Cowboys finishing this year?
1: I don't have them as high as you do. I see them in the Eagles battling all year to win the division. I have them kind of in that nine and seven, 10 and six mark. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think I just don't think as a team they're good enough to be sustainable good for a long stretch of the year. I mean, they really got good after the trade to get Cooper. Remember they weren't that good in the first half of the year and they went on a run. And, you know, I don't think they're good enough to sustain for a 12-13 week chunk of the season to be continually good. Um I think we had in our giant previews I think I had them splitting with the Giants. I think I had the Giants losing in pen in Dallas and I had us winning in pencil when they come here and a team that's going to win 12 games is not losing in the Meadowlands to the Giants. So and I am still sticking with that right now. So I'm going to say I'm going to say they're going to win a division. They're going to beat Philly. I'll, I'll give them the 10 and 6, but that's a uh, uh, a, a ten and six in pencil,
0: okay, so that's interesting. So I have the standings ending as follows: Cowboys, twelve and four, Eagles nine and seven, Giants, seven and nine, skins five and eleven. You have it ending at Cowboys ten and six, Eagles nine and Seven, Giants seven and nine, skins six and ten. So really, really close really yeah, close. I mean,
1: I mean, it's close enough that a key injury here there or anywhere I mean, can really re-scramble this up quite
0: a bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that, that's interesting and fun. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that's, that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Um, next week we'll be diving into our training camp expectations. Uh, we're starting to get close, Grump. Yeah, we are. The training camp itself begins on the 22nd, I believe. We might take a week off. We have a excursion that involves a lot of sunlight the day before (laughs) usually involves a lot of rest for me the day after so
1: it involves a lot of uh, a lot of beverage and a lot of uh, consumption
0: it's important (laughs) to stay hydrated that's right
1: (laughs) Um, we'll have extra waters this time so don't worry
0: (laughs) Good, Um, but there won't be much to talk about on the eve of the first training camp practice anyway but we'll do our regular training camp updates and practice notes and all that shit the week after and that's it i mean this is next week is our last off-season episode after that it is officially preseason. season do you feel like this is a, very, a quick off-season or a long off-season it felt quick to me
1: it feels like a long time since the super bowl
0: oh this well, has been this a really is, yeah.
1: this has been a long shitty 2019 for the cranky fan and uh it seems like a very, very long time ago that I was watching the Super Bowl and just all that. So, I'm glad with the second half of this year turning out. We're going to finally get back to football and getting back to between the Giants and my Florida Gators. Both uh, my Gators have top ten aspirations. The Giants are uh, playing
0: sixteen games. The Giants have <laughs> but, top ten in the division for sure. I think I think it's a pretty
1: safe bet they will finish in the top ten in the NFC East.
0: Yes, I, I will. They, I, I will take those odds.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Do you see right now the Giants being in the top 10 in the NFC?
0: No. Nah, I mean we I have them at 7 and 9, so they would be more Uh I mean it would be pretty close actually. I, you it might know, be like 10-11, Let me
1: throw a cranky bomb out there right now on July 10th and say we will be we will finish as at least the 10th best team in the conference.
0: Yeah, that 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 could that stands to follow yeah (laughs) it does yeah um it's not
1: remarkable i mean that means that you let's not put a banner on top of MetLife stadium saying that or anything but but you know hey the
0: fact that 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 is top 10 is an outside shot at the playoffs an inside shot at the playoffs that's close could be sure i mean that sounds like it goes down to the last game and maybe one other team
1: The most important thing we want to see this season, and we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it again, is we want to see the execution of a plan and what this team wants to be. We want to see more of the stamp of this is what this offense and this defense wants to be. It may not execute at a very high level and it may not be consistent all the time, but we can at least say this is what the giant offense is going to be. For the foreseeable future, this is how the giant defense is going to be—not a defense that has to cover up for such glaring holes in talent or depth because of injury or an offense that has to kind of, you know, watch out for a bad left tackle that's so bad we can't do what we want to do. We want to be able to see, you know for our own sake as as fans to kind of get excited for the future and also to attract free agents in the future. Like this is what they're trying to do. So that to me is the goal for this season playoffs be wonderful. I'm not counting on it, not expecting it, but I want to come out in in December and say, we're moving towards something or we got to consider cutting bait and starting over again. It's not too early to start making those kind of, you know, analysis after the end of week of year two.
0: No, that actually makes a lot of sense, and I, I think that we're already seeing things trend in that direction. I, I'm, I am much more hopeful after what I saw last year and what seems to be a continuation of a build. Um, I want to see that materialize and make sure it's not just, you know, an oasis. Um, and then, you know, we'll really see those final remaining pieces that need to get upgraded if all goes to that plan.
1: Let me let me ask you something, Grump. It's early. It's only after year one. As of right now, do you have more confidence in Gettleman or Shermer?
0: After year one, Gettleman. I agree. Yeah. I think Gettleman's going to take
1: a lot of shit in the media with the fans, with other you know opposing fans, everything. But I really believe he has a plan to how to rebuild this team. Shermer has to still win me over. Some I, agree I was I am not I was not the biggest fan in several games of play calling, decision making, excuse making after these games and time management and time management. Yeah, I, I, I put that as part of decision making. Oh, okay, uh, but time management for sure. That you know some things coaches grow into. Some coaches just aren't that great. So, but. I, am, I certainly have a much, much longer leash than to say this guy's not not the guy for this team or something. Mm. I really think that you know when you are a general manager, you have to think three steps ahead with every move you're making. And every move you're making may not be the most popular move or the one that short-sighted people only see as the solution. So Gettleman has built good teams before. He's built a team went to the Super Bowl. He was part of the team that built – a Super Bowl winning with the Giants. And, you know, this is a league about flexibility and salary cap uh, maneuvering. And this team was nowhere in that position a year and a half ago. And we're not quite there just yet, but we're getting there. And last year was a really good draft. We hope this year's a good one, too. And, you know, I am still completely on board with him, you know, from as of mid-July 2019.
0: I'm I'm happy with a lot of the moves he's made. There's been a couple of missteps, but the amount of moves that he's made, the vast majority of them, you know, I'm I'm seeing it. I I see it. I get it. So yeah, Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I mean, let's face it, you can go to every general manager in the history of all four major sports and say, Don't like that move, don't like that move, don't like that move, but it's not the exception that you judge someone on, it's the kind of the rule. And, you know, so far with, you know, uh, two drafts, two free agent cycles, so far I like the way the direction's headed.
0: All right. So we will see you next week, earlier on in the week, I think. Um, but in the interim, you can always follow me on Twitter at football underscore grump. And you can always follow the podcast on Twitter as well at just giants Catch
1: me as always at the cranky fan where, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off about everything right now. So the only good thing going for me right now is really we got only about 48 days before the Gator kickoff against Miami and Orlando. That's exciting. But uh, my pretty, uh, pretty pathetic right now Tampa Bay Rays are getting me a lot of agita lately. So you get to experience that if you are following me at The Cranky Fan.
0: And... The podcast is available all over the place now. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Um, there's another one, Podbean. Podbean. All, all over the place. Um, be sure to follow for free on any one of those sites, whichever one you prefer to use, and you won't have to you know, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> it will just be there for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We need our numbers up. Maybe we'll get a sponsor or two sometime down
0: the road. Would be nice. <laughs> All right, everyone. Go Giants. Go Giants.